MP, it's here this weekend. That's right, Bredo. The Wellness Base Camp lands two hours south of Sydney in Kiama this Saturday, June the 2nd. Oh, naturopath, gut health and female health extraordinaire Helen Patteron will be joining us. Fuad Kassab from Quirky Cooking is coming down. Fellow podcaster Dr. Maria Zussman will be talking all about stress. And you and I, Bredo, will be there talking about love and relationships, work-life balance and how to truly master your wellness. Zazen Alkaline Water presents the Wellness Base Camp. One full day of inspiration and education on this Saturday, June 2, from 10 until 5. There's over 1,000 bucks in door prizes, a raft of world-class local exhibitors and a room full of people just like you. So bring a buddy and get two tickets for the price of one. All details and tickets available at thewellnessbasecamp.com. That's thewellnessbasecamp.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Sit back, light the fire, kick your shoes off, because it's time for That Paleo Show with your favorite caveman, Brett Hill. Welcome to That Paleo Show, making the paleo lifestyle easy and accessible for everyone. I'm Brett Hill. And I am George. Hey, George. Welcome back, mate. I always feel like I should say something after that, like, because I, I lose two syllables not saying my last name. There you go. Like, I'm George I, and I'm awesome. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to have to start giving myself an adjective or a nickname, like, every episode. Yeah, I like it. Or, like, George yeah. the Giant or George the Invincible or, you know. It's better than George of the Jungle, which was my whole childhood. <laughs> That's all right. What's wrong with George of the Jungle? He was kind of cool. He was, he was, I will say, like, he got cooler and cooler. And then, like, I kind of was like, I can be like Tarzan because that latest movie, that dude was jacked and he was yeah, kind yeah. of a bad. He was, he was, he was like on it. So I'm good. Yeah, exactly. Nothing wrong with that. Well, mate, we're going to talk today about work life balance. And, uh, you know, I think we mentioned this a little bit before in a couple of other episodes, but we're going to spend a whole episode driving and diving deep into it today because, you know, I tell you what, sometimes I feel like I struggle to get it right in terms of the harmony between work and life. And uh, and then I look on social media and I see you and you are just traveling <laughs> all over the place, like working on so many different projects. And I'm like, how is George doing this? Like you've got a small child, you've got a wife, you've got, a you know, multiple businesses going on, multiple podcast shows going on. Um, let's chat about it, George. What's going on with your work-life balance? <laughs> yeah, I um I love how you actually said harmony because that was probably one of like the biggest distinctions that that helped me um you know create something that's a win-win. Um yeah, I think I saw because I used to try to create episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, because I used to try to create work-life balance and and it used to create a lot of guilt in me because like I am an entrepreneur at my heart. Like I love being creative, I love testing new things, I love all the energy that goes into it. And when I was trying to create balance, I was looking at it like it was a bad thing, like that I had all these ideas and I wanted to do all this stuff. And so Harmony has been really, really supportive for me because it's just everything working together and it's just like a series of choices. So for sure I'm busy. Um, you know, we have a lot of, you know, you know, things sticks in the fire here, things going on. Um, and I do travel a lot extensively. Um, you know, I've been on 110 flights in the last year, I think last time I looked and I do have a baby that's 16 months and I do have a wife. Um, and I will say that I've been evolving 
it as I go. It, it's been, um, it was a little rough in the beginning. I've had some back-to-back trips that were like four weeks where I'd have like a day home, four days gone, two days home. And now, honestly, um, one of the biggest breakthroughs I've had is uh, coming up with parameters and, and sticking to them. So it's like, you know, I'm a consultant. I do digital marketing consulting. And I want to say yes to everybody because it's cash flow. It's money. helps me grow a business. It helps me help people. And then at the same time, it's not sustainable. So I've been working really hard lately on um, setting boundaries. And so like for my consulting and traveling, I will only take two clients a month and I only take them on uh, two weeks out of the month. So then I can be home the other two weeks where before I used to take like three, one week, two, the next week, five, you know, like it was like two speaking engagements, going here, recording shows, doing content. Um, and so for me, I've kind of had to learn the hard way because it does, it does cause a lot of stress. It puts a lot of stress on my wife. It puts a lot of stress on my team. Um, it puts a lot of stress on me. Like, you know, like there's a lot there. And, uh, it took me basically learning it to be like, okay, you know, if I'm going to succeed at this, somebody else has done this before me. Somebody else has done this better than me. Somebody else has had success. And I'm going to assume that that person wasn't grinding at the level that I'm grinding when they became efficient. So there has to be a better way. And I started exploring that and, and basically setting rules and boundaries. And so like having the ability to say no and having the ability to stick to my guns has been like the biggest benefit for me in the last, I'd say even three months when it comes to creating that work-life harmony and also accepting that um, I'm always going to want to work. I'm always going to have crazy ideas. I'm always going to want to help people and that's okay. Uh, It's embracing that and then finding a win-win for everybody, for myself, for my family, for my kids, for my wife and kind of everybody around me. And I think like the word you use, sustainable, I reckon is really key to all of this. And, and it probably even flows on from our conversation last week about sleep, you know, where it's like, like, yeah, you can get away with it for a night. You can maybe get away with it for a few nights, maybe in a few weeks. Some people get away with it for a few years, but, but eventually it just catches up with you, you know. And so it's the same, I think, with, with work-life balance is, you know, it's easy in the short term to say, well, you know, this week I've got these clients or, you know, whatever's going on, I can just you know, I'll just do a little bit more work this week. But but if you're not thinking about it from a long-term perspective, it's easy for like this week to become every week and you find that you're not nourishing your soul with, with the things that you love and you're not, like I said, getting the quality time with your family or you're not getting your uh, your me time that you need to rest and recharge or you're not, you know, investing or finding the time to invest in your health or, you know, it, it's very easy to get out of that harmony you spoke about if you're only taking a, a sort of day-by-day or a short-term approach to it. Whereas I think when you do start thinking about, well, is this sustainable? And I think about that a lot in terms of my life and in terms of business of like, is this sustainable? You know, we're even having this conversation today. Literally, I was having this with the, with Stephanie about social media. And, you know, and she was talking about all these different strategies that you can do to boost your social media and, and sort of hack the process of getting more engagement and getting more fans and all that sort of stuff. And I kind of went... That's good, I get it, but but it's just not sustainable for me. Like it, it's not something that I'm going to particularly enjoy doing is like, I don't know, going back in and changing the hashtags to try and get more people to engage. Like like you probably love that, George. I don't know, but but for me it's <laughs> like <laughs> I'm like, Do you know what? I just want to like take a photo, I'll post it on my Instagram, I'll say some words that mean something to me, and and that's kind of my thing of social media. Like I I, I don't 
want to invest that extra time that it would probably have much better results and, and maybe help more people. But I kind of go, do you know what? I've got to figure out a way that works for me that's sustainable because I do want to be able to help lots of people and I want to be able to keep doing this and keep enjoying this for a long period of time. And at the same time, I want to be able to take the time out. Like I was telling you about my day today, I've, I've had a crazy busy day, but I still managed to take the time out in the middle of the day to go to my son's billy cart race, which you guys call them box carts, I think, don't you, George? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We call so, them box carts. So my son's box cart race and, you know, spend an hour or two there watching like literally 35 different groups. It was really awesome. 35 different groups of kids racing their carts down this street. And uh, it was so much fun. But, but you know, it, it's about that. It's about saying, well, what can I do that's going to sustainably allow me to nourish myself in all these other areas of my life that I know are essential for me and for my health and for my happiness and for my mental health and for my longevity to be able to do all of the things that I'd love to be doing in my life? Yeah, it's, it's such an amazing word. And I think sustainability should be the, the theme of it. Um, and, and honestly, uh, there's a lesson here and, and there's a lot of stuff here that comes up. Like people don't like, like me, I don't like being told I work too much. Like I don't like being told I need to take a break. Like it drives me nuts. Right. Because I'm like, no, I choose. Right. Yeah. Uh, but the reason I don't like it is because I know subconsciously, like deep down <laughs> they're right. Uh, yeah. and I'm in, and I'm in resistance to it. And, and honestly what I've learned, and this is both in my personal life and in business is that when I set boundaries, but I stick to them, I have a lot more success, both in the results that I create, but also how I'm perceived because mm. people respect, uh, when you have boundaries and you keep them and create them because it, it speaks to your character right? It, it, it kind of speaks to your goals, your mindset. And they're like, okay, like for me in consulting, they're like, wow, this guy has like boundaries. Like he sets them and he won't budge. That means like when he works with us and he says something like that means something, or it's going to go that extra mile, or it's actually going to deliver what it, it set upon it. And it, it has multiple, multiple, um, you know, trailing effects that a lot of times we don't measure, but even in like our relationships and our friendships and we set boundaries, you know, to take care of me time, it makes our friends respect us. It makes our spouses respect us. Like my wife told me the other day, um, she can always tell when I'm quote unquote in my crap, uh, because I avoid doing the things that I enjoy. I don't take any me time and she gets really excited and just kind of lets me have my journey. But when I'm like, Hey, you know, I realized like I've been avoiding doing some things like I want to go golfing again. I want to go scuba diving. And she's like, oh, my God, this makes me so happy. It's how I know that you're like operating at your full potential and you're being there because you're setting boundaries and you're sticking to those boundaries and you're you're fueling yourself and feeding yourself. And so I think sustainability is the best way to look at it. And also, like, you know, at the end of the day, like I want to help a billion people and there's multiple ways that I do that. But in order to do that and sustain it, it doesn't do me really any good to bring a billion people into an arena to help them and then I not have the energy or capacity to serve at the level I need to to enroll them over time. So basically what you're saying, George, is when I said to you today that I know we were going to meet for this talk at 9 o'clock tonight, but actually now uh, I've got my son's billy cart race, you know, you're going to have to stay up till 11 or 12 o'clock tonight. You went, good for you, Brett. I respect you. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I, I actually did because it, it's, re it's really funny because in that time, I realized that I was kind of being a little lazy and I had a lot of calls today, but I was like, you know what? I have these things that I want to do and I want to create and they kind of make me happy. Like making videos for the internet, like makes me happy, like sharing my truth and everything. So in the time that we had, 
um, where we were going to record, I was like, you know what? I haven't made a video. I want to start making videos again. So I kind of wrote down some notes and ideas and then we recorded a video before I got on the podcast. And so it actually made me feel really, really happy. And also the fact that I was flexible, right? Like that I don't get resentful, that I don't get upset, but it's like, no, like go with the flow, right? So it's about having parameters, but not expectations. And, and all of those kind of fit into like sustainability. And plus I know that if I was too tired, if it was too late, I'd be like, Hey Brett, like I got one episode in me and that's (laughs) it. You, You would have respected that on the other side. Yeah, and you know it's amazing. You and I are so on the same wavelength. It's scary, but uh, that's exactly the next point I was going to talk about was flexibility. Because you know, I think having that element of flexibility is really the key to having sustainability in terms of your work-life balance. Like because you know, I think sometimes we think it's almost like, well, you know, if I've got these four categories in my life that I want to devote equal time to, sometimes we almost feel like we need to devote equal amounts of time to them every single day of our life, and so we kind of set up these really strict rigid rules for ourselves but the reality is that you know what sometimes there are times when your kids just need more of you you know like they might be unwell you know and you need to put everything on hold a little bit and your kids need a little bit more of you sometimes there are times when work needs a little bit more of you and you're going to have to fly to the other side of the world and and do the work that you need to do and pull an all-nighter you know there there are going to be some days where you might not get to sleep your full eight hours sleep but, but the flexibility means you know that it's not that that's going to happen forever. You can still do it sustainably and flexibly by saying, well, hey, you know, I know that tonight I'm not going to get as much sleep, but I'm going to make sure I schedule it in that tomorrow night I'm going to catch up on that sleep. Or, you know, I know that today I'm going to spend a whole bunch of time at work, so I'm going to make sure that this weekend I get some really great quality time with the kids. And so, you know, it... it it becomes such a gray area when you start doing it that way. Like in many ways, it's so much easier for people who to say, to set themselves very strict rules if they want to try and stick to it. And sometimes yeah. when you take away those strict rules, it's easy to get kind of lost and to get things out of balance. But, but I really do think that the only way to do it long-term and sustainably is to have that element of flexibility even though it means that from time to time you're going to fall off the wagon and you're going to get yourself out of sync, but you've got to have that flexibility because that's what's going to allow you to keep going long-term and sort of get back on the wagon as well. Did I make any sense then? Yeah, no, it's a thousand percent and you're totally better <laughs> at it than I am. Like I'm going to, I'm going to own that all day. Uh, and it's something like I'm, I'm presently consciously working on, uh, because what I find myself doing uh, is I find myself when, when things require flexibility or changing in certain areas, um, I get grumpy, like really, really grumpy because I had set expectations rather than just setting like, you know, guidelines and you know, what it leads to is everybody else around me feeling it right. Which isn't, which isn't fair to them. So I'm presently consciously working on that because you're a thousand percent right. Like stress never helps us. Like yeah. <laughs> there's there's not one instance where it's like, oh my God, like I feel so amazing today because I was so stressed. Right. Like it's yeah. not like, oh, I slept better because I was so stressed. And and what flexibility allows you to do is it allows you the space to be like, okay, I get it. Um nothing's permanent. Everything's fluid. Everything changes. And every moment I can kind of choose how I show up. And I catch myself a lot. Like to to own this all day, like I catch myself and like you know, we have friends like, Hey, we're going to meet you at 8am and then we're going to leave for, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then I'm sitting there at 745 ready to go and they show up at 830. And my <laughs> wife's like, yeah, it happens like whatever. And I'm like, secretly, like I'm pissed. Like, I'm like, 
how dare you? Like I was here on time. Why can't you be like me? Like blah, 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 blah. This means you don't care about me. And then just very simply like, okay, the kids threw up and one of them lost their pants and it took us a while and I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a butthead. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm I, so- I got to say man, like you, I, I've got to own up. I am a stickler for people being on time. Like I, I blame my dad you know, totally unfairly because I know it's all me, but I do blame my dad. I, I always say that because my dad was always like the last one to pick me up from school, like I just have this thing about being late and I've had it my entire life and, and I really should yeah. work on that and stop blaming my dad, but but I do. And uh, But I, I'm the same. Like when it comes to like you could ask my, my fiance and she would just laugh and be like, yeah, Brett just has a thing about being on time. And so I totally get where you're coming from. But, you know, I, I think you can even sort of think of this in terms of, I mean, obviously on that palette, so you think about your paleo diet, you know, and for many people, they will go like totally 100% strict paleo just because it's like easier, you know, like it's like you don't have to make that decision. It's like it's always just it's, it's paleo or it's not, you know, it's easy. But when you start having a bit of flexibility with it, it's like all of a sudden you have to think like you have to be consciously active around it and and it's sometimes it's easy to, to go from like well I'm going to be a little bit flexible to all of a sudden I've just gotten myself a lot flexible and I'm like not getting the results I wanted to and it just kind of speaks to the same thing like this thing of like yeah being strict on it yes in some ways in terms of your decision making it's so much easier but for a lot of people that's causing them a lot of stress because they're trying so hard to be so strict and you know sometimes the right foods aren't available and sometimes you know, like just life happens and circumstances happen. And so sometimes I think people are stressing themselves out so much because they want to avoid this challenge of flexibility, this sort of shades of gray that happen when you are allowing yourself to be a little bit flexible. But at the same time, once again, I, I just think that having that little bit of flexibility or, or at the very least choosing consciously, you know, like doing it because we spoke about choice in the other episode, doing it because it's yeah. your choice, not because it's the rules, I think is really important in terms of getting the long-term results and, and not stressing yourself out. Well, they burn themselves out. And then like for me, uh, they punish themselves. Like yeah. they, they, they create this vicious cycle of like, you know, self-sabotage and punishment when they don't need to, right? Like <laughs> your, your, your value is not predicated on how many days you stayed strict paleo. Like that yeah. has nothing to do with how amazing of a human being you are. And what it does is it ends up perpetuating a cycle that uh, is never sustainable. And, and there's so many pieces to it, like, you know, living a healthy lifestyle um, or, you know, having longevity uh, isn't just the food that you eat. It's your mindset. It's your mental health. It's your movement. It's your physical health. Like it's a lifestyle and we need to be focusing on all aspects and areas to set ourselves up to win. And so like, as we're talking about flexibility, like great, I was bulimic for 12 years. I don't hide it. I'm very open about it. I'm still a little bit overweight right now and I love myself. And that did not stop me from eating the brownie batter in the fridge last night. And it was, <laughs> it was, delicious and i then had it for breakfast this morning and i had a couple spoonfuls and i'm like okay cool and i'm like i'm making a choice right now i'm not a bad person like i'm not yeah. like you know the paleo police aren't going to come attack me anymore even though they used to a couple years ago um <laughs> but i'm like okay cool like i made a decision i'm happy about it and i'll choose something differently next time or maybe i'll choose the brownie batter again but you know flexibility both externally and internally is a massive key for success 
Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, this is this comes to what we're talking about with the balance, right? Because I know you would be the same that, you know, some days it's all going to be work. You know, there are some days when work just gets on top of you or you have to travel. I imagine in your instance where, you know, you are going to be away for that period of time. And it's not about like saying, oh my God, I'm in deficit now and I have to make it up. You know, it's not about punishing yourself for being away because you don't want to do that either. But it's about just understanding that, Life ebbs and flows. You know, I think if you think about it like nature, you know, think about it like the seasons. It's it's not summer all year round. You know, it's not winter all year round. There there are some times of the year where it's a little bit sunnier and you get to go outdoors more. There are some times of the year where it rains a little bit more and you have to stay indoors a little bit more. And I think that's very natural for there to be that ebb and flow. And that's why I think that that word you used of homeos uh, of, of sorry harmony and often I use the word homeostasis in the same way is to understand that it's not exactly the same every single day. There's fluctuations and there's variations, but that's that's totally normal and that's totally natural and that's totally okay. Yeah, I yeah maybe yeah it's it's you know what I think too and and the reason like I can't speak for anybody else but the reason that I've struggled with it is because of surrender, right? Because I like to think that if I'm in control of everything and I can dictate the outcomes, that I can control the destiny of the whole thing, right? And um, it's a lot to be like, okay. Uh, okay, I'm surrendered. Like whatever happens, happens, right? Like whatever comes up today. Um, but it's also the most important work to do when creating balance or harmony or, or anything sustainable in your life, because, um, the only thing we can control is our choices. That's it. Mm. And knowing that and owning that, which it sounds way easier than it is because trust me, I struggle with this on the regular. Um, but owning our choices is what truly, truly empowers us and frees us to do the work we want to do, to work out the way we want to work out, to eat the way we want to eat, and to have the results that are sustainable. And it takes an element of surrender and it takes an element of ownership of like, okay, if you don't like how something is, change it. Choose yeah. something different. But well, choose that, it from – go ahead. And that's the balance, isn't it? Like it's like surrender yeah. and ownership, right? Like it's like you've got to constantly be always like – fluxing backwards and forwards between those two because you know there's the element of like surrender where it's like I give up I'm just gonna eat whatever and then there's the (laughs) element of ownership where it's like I need to be consciously aware of every single thing that enters my mouth Uh, or you know obviously we're talking about work-life balance here like you know there's the element of like well I'll just do whatever comes along and you know just fly by the seat of my pants the entire day uh, versus you know I'm gonna have a plan and a structure to my day and, and you know be like a a lawyer where every seven minutes is accounted for you know like there's it's so easy when you're trying to do this to to fall too far one way or the other so i guess the question for you then george is how do you how do you try and um become aware of when you're falling out of harmony because if we're going to have this flexibility then it then it by necessity means that sometimes you're going to go too flexible and fall a little bit out of harmony whether that is your work-life balance, whether that's your diet, whether that's your exercise, your whatever it is, how do you recognize when you're getting out of balance and then what do you do to try and bring it back into balance? Yeah, that's an, that's an amazing question and uh, most of the time people don't like my answer to this because we already know when we're falling out of balance, we deny it and we avoid it like a hundred percent and so that's why it matters to have good friends around you, good family around you, good peers and colleagues around you because uh, we're creatures of habit. Like we wear our emotions on our sleeves. We have predictable behavior. When things are out of whack, we all know. Um, But we need somebody or someone or accountability or a tribe of people to support us and be like, hey, like, okay, you, you, why, why are you eating a brownie like every meal? Like what's going on? Like um, this isn't flexibility anymore. This is self-sabotage. And 
um, as you as you develop these these skills and this awareness, I just always call it awareness. As you develop the awareness, and you have people around you that are supportive, and they don't make you feel bad and wrong. They just speak about things as they are. What you end up doing is you end up developing the recognition of your own patterns and triggers. Um, and then you know you asked what you do about them. Well, for me, it's really really simple. Uh, I make a commitment to myself to go in the opposite direction. So. For me, when I make a commitment to myself, I write it down. If I do any of that, I never, ever hold myself accountable because it, it's just to me. So I publicly declare it. I'll tell my wife. I'll post it on social media. I'll talk about it on a podcast. Like, I'll do something because then I'm accountable to something or someone bigger than myself, which means when I get tired or when I'm stressed or I want to eat the brownie batter when I said I wouldn't, I'm like, nope, I can't because I told them they wouldn't and now I'm letting other people down and it affects more <laughs> than myself. And it's like my little hack and my little way of being like, you have to keep doing this because this is what you want. And and sometimes I need other people to hold me accountable to kind of get my mindset back of like, this isn't helping your goals. This isn't getting where you want to go. So change it. Yeah. And, and I feel like sometimes like I feel like I'm a bit slow sometimes when it comes to recognizing like, you know, I, I feel like I can get a fair way out of balance before I stop and go, hey, this isn't right. But but generally for <laughs> me, the, the recognition is just that I'm actually not feeling happy. And it, yeah. and it sounds like so ridiculously simple that it couldn't be true, but but it, it is literally just that. If I'm like actually just not feeling happy at the moment, and then I just literally stop and think about it, I'm like, why aren't I happy at the moment? And sometimes it's I've been working too much. I should be, you know, I really want to spend a little bit more time with the kids. Other times it's like I've been procrastinating too much. I really have this project <laughs> that I should be getting done. You know, I should be spending an hour today writing my book, um, and I'm not doing it. So I actually need to focus there. But it's just that that little it's that little stop and pause. You know, where you just stop and go, "Hey, I'm not feeling happy. Why is that?" And and it's so easy just to ignore that, like to just be like, "I'm not feeling happy," but hey, whatever, just get on with my day because I've got a list of things here that I need to do. Um, but but often all it takes is, like you said, you often know exactly what it is. It doesn't take very long. It, it can be just 10 seconds of stopping and going, huh, I noticed that's how I feel. Like, why is that? And usually the, yeah. the answer is at the tip of your tongue, but, but it's just taking that moment to stop and ask that question can make such a big difference. And and usually once you do do that, the, the action step you need to take from it is entirely self-evident. Like, it's not a hard thing to oh. change. No, it's it's always simple, and that's the reason we try not to acknowledge it because then we would actually have to do something about it, like, and it would mean that we were actually successful at what we wanted to do or needed to do. Yeah, yeah. So, so this is the this is the little hack then, right? Is that we need, we just need to when we find ourselves out of balance in terms of work life balance, it's just you just need to recognize it. You know, just look for the symptoms. And and once again, everyone listening to this podcast would know what the symptoms are for them of being out of harmony. You know, and, and I think for most people, it is just, it's just happiness. You know, it's just, you know, when you don't feel right. And then just giving yourself just that little bit of time and that little bit of consciousness just to ask the question of, well, why? Like, what is it that's going on inside of my head? Or what is it going on inside of my life right now where I don't feel in harmony? And then what can I do about that? And like I said, most of the time, I mean, for some people, it might not be for some, you know, sometimes it means there's a big change that needs to happen and people will, you know, change careers and quit jobs and end relationships. And, you know, sometimes it's a big thing, but most of the time it's just something small and it's, and it's not as hard as you think to just get yourself back in harmony. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always, you know what it is, is, um, what I found with myself is that, uh, when I started recognizing, like I was out of harmony or that there were things missing, what I would tend to do is I would let it build until there was like an explosion and it required some dramatic course redirection, uh, because it, it, it was easier that way. And I'm like addicted to chaos. And what I've found is that, you know, making small course corrections when things come up is the best way to sustain this and to win. And it's, it's like, okay, I recognize something's not right here. Uh, okay, that's what it is. I'm going to go do something right now that kind of takes me in the other direction. Like, I'm not going to avoid this. Like I'm going to go take an action right now and then I'm going to move on. And you know, it's that immediate like awareness and action that will create a different result because you'll start training yourself like, Oh, when I feel like this, like, Oh, recognize it. Great. What am I going to do about it? Okay. Going to go do that. And then that momentum as you do that throughout your day for like the, the 30 times a day that we have self-limiting beliefs or things pop up in our brain or all of this is coming up, uh, you're going to start creating habits and patterns that drastically change the results that you're creating in your life. And it's, it's going to be shocking to you because once that momentum starts, uh, it's like unstoppable. So we might as well start it in a positive direction. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing I want to mention here, and, and I'm probably mentioning this way too late in this episode because it's probably like a whole nother episode. But, you know, you <laughs> mentioned about being on course then and doing course corrections. And one of the challenges for people, though, is that they're not actually sure what their course is. So, you know, we're talking about like work-life harmony, but they actually don't know what an ideal day in their life actually looks like, like how much time they actually do want to spend working, how much time they actually do want to spend with their family, how much they do time they do want to spend socializing or having me time or, you know, all of those things. It, it is really important, isn't it, to have an understanding of what an ideal life looks like. I mean, you may not be in the position to live it right now, but at the very least, you're in the position to start working towards it. Um, but I think having an understanding of what it looks like um, is is crucial because you can't course correct unless you know where the course is you're wanting to go. For sure, for sure. And I, I mean, um, the, the thing, and I, I actually feel like that is a whole episode. Um, but what I will say is that uh, it's not something that's set in stone. It's fluid, right? Like, oh yeah, my my course changes daily daily. Right. And so that's where flexibility comes in and that's where that harmony comes in. But I may have a different vision or a different goal every day, but as long as I'm aligning my actions to get back towards that goal, then I'm working towards something that's measurable and, uh, can create a different result. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, been a great chat again with you. Oh yeah, for sure. It's oh, it's always great. Let's not pretend oh, like it's not always perfect because I think it's always perfect. Well, cause you're awesome, George. We just discovered that. <laughs> Oh, well, I have to, I have to say that, but it actually sounds a lot better when you say I'm awesome, George, because then it's like, it's not my ego and it's not conceited. <laughs> uh, thank People you, awesome might really think, think I'm awesome, George, and then I can let it go to my head a little bit before I'm like, okay, you, you should yeah. stop now. Come on. You've already brought the URL. I know you have. You've... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, <laughs> if I, you know. I, okay, so I have, a, I have a confession to make before we end the episode. So I have two email addresses, and I have one that I use. Um, and the truth is, is that when I went to get my name email address, um, it didn't exist. Somebody had it. And so instead, I had two options. I could either get an email address that started with its or started with the. And I had a lot of like debate with myself on what would be the best way to go. Because I'm like, if I use it's, then it's like, hey, it's me. If I use the, it's like, it's the, the George. George like, he is the George. And I'm like, like, like T. Harvecker. I don't know. And I'm like, all right, I'll go with it. So I went with it's and I feel like it was a good decision, but I still own the other email address. I'm just going <laughs> to just going to say that I do have it. Um, but but hopefully 
hopefully I don't need to bring it out. I, I think I think it's good where it is. Nice. All right. Well, thanks for coming on board again today, mate. I, I say that like you're not my co-host, like, like you're just a guest <laughs> coming on, but you are my co-host now, so I need to stop acting like that. I, I got used to being on my lonesome. Um, it's been a great chat again, mate, so thank you. Yes, sir, and we will talk soon. Done. For everyone else, until next week, join the conversation on Facebook. Give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Join our newsletter list at thatpaleoshow.com and let's help grow the paleo tribe worldwide. Join us next week on That Paleo Show. This year, the Wellness Summit returns. I realized in this time that I couldn't keep waiting for love from other people. I couldn't keep expecting love from other sources. So I had to give that to myself. Yanni says, I don't care if everyone says that the kitchen is the woman's world. He says, I'm going to prepare food. I love my own cheese. I love my own wine. I don't care what you think of my new flat screen TV. He just loves company. I started asking myself more often, what do I want? Such a simple question, isn't it? But when you think that, and I'm sure all of you sitting there, when you think that, something springs into your mind. And there's something there that you want that you haven't been doing for yourself. Brett Hill and Marcus Pierce feature at the 2018 Wellness Summit. Bigger and better than ever. Tickets on sale Friday, May 4 at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.